Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Maureen Amaralt of Essential Fitness, coming to you from Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Maureen, what's going on? How are you today? Yes. Hi, Joe. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to, to pick your brain. You've made a couple of stops in the fitness industry, and so I'm sure that there are shades of that experience in how this business has taken shape today. But for the people who aren't familiar, Maureen, I'm a big believer in context. And so tell us about this business. What is this gym about, first and foremost? Um, Essential Fitness is a small boutique, women-only personal training studio. We focus on women generally 40 and up. We have all ages, but the majority of women are 40, 50, and 60 years old. And we focus on strength training. It is what I believe women need more than anything after the age of 40. And um, we help them with overall wellness, fitness, nutrition, weight loss, and overall health. Yeah. yeah. Take us back. I want to I hear sort of the origin story of this. When did this whole thing actually take us back even further than that? When did the idea sprout in your head that you were going to open up your own business in this sort of industry? Um, gosh maybe almost 20, 15, 20 years ago. So I've lived in four states. I'm from upstate New York. And then after I got married, we moved to Ohio for 12 years. And that's where I first got my introduction. I, I, um, my degree is in exercise science, athletic training, and was always an athlete and fitness just was always part of my life. And um, anyway, in Ohio, I worked in large gyms as a new personal trainer out of college. And then I worked in a women's only boutique studio. And um, this woman who owned it was also an NPC figure competitor. And um, I watched what she did. And I, I learned so much about the way that she trained and the specificity of her training and the intensity of her training and as well the nutrition. But at that time, I was completely uninterested in competing myself. I see. But I loved the um, women only um, concept. So then I moved after that to the Boston area and took another job as a fitness director at a very large gym that had no personal training staff and built a staff of seven trainers while I was there. And then also one of my trainers at the time said, you know, I've always wanted to compete in figure. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be about 40. So what am I waiting for? So then I started my journey into that and then competed for three years in the Boston area. And then finally moved to Indianapolis after that, worked in another women's only boutique studio. And that's really kind of where I think I was mature, maturing enough to start having a real concept of my own ideas. So when we came here to California six years ago, that was for sure. I was not going to work for anybody else. And it yeah, it, it only way. made sense for you to, to go off on your own and, and start this whole thing. Now, yeah. in terms of, of finding a physical location, in which to house your business, what was important for you? What were you looking for in a commercial space? Um, it, really, the number one thing I was looking for is it had to be beautiful. So I'm a gym rat. I've worked out in a lot of different gyms in some of the dirtiest, grossest gyms ever. And I like to get 
you know, down and dirty and lift heavy and hard, but I don't like it to be filthy and dirty and dark. And, you know, we've all been there. We've all been in different studios, but for, for me, it had to be beautiful because sure. we like, I like pretty things. And I think the women that I was trying to attract also can appreciate pretty things. So my mm. first studio was in a beautiful office building. Um, it was only 1500 square feet. And it was behind actually two locked doors. So I had no signage and I had no way for anybody to come in off the street. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and then just built that through word of mouth and through hustling. And then in two years, outgrew that space. And then I'm now renting a 3000 square foot space on the lake in the center of town and completely gutted it and remodeled it so that it's beautiful and comfortable and spotless. And yeah. I think that, no, I think it's important. I just, for, for me choosing that, that's what it had to be. Yeah. And, and so we put ourselves in the mind of the person that we're trying to serve in the first place, where would this person yeah. want to train and recreate right. kind of work backwards from there. Right. Now that you doubled the space, crafted this sort of in your image of what you want it to be. Talk to us a little bit about the business as it stands today. The model of this, as I understand it, is almost entirely in the semi-private sector. Is that right? Yes. So we have a small handful of clients that still do private training. Um, and then the rest are all in small groups. So we have about 35 small group classes per week, approximately five to six a day. And those are six or fewer women and um Again, focused on strength training. My business model is uh, a recurring payment. So I don't sell packages and classes. When they come here, they commit to however many days a week they wanna come, one, two, or three. And then if they choose the three, it's pretty much unlimited. I um, schedule, when they come in, I build in a schedule for them. So with six or fewer people, I can't just say, hey, sign up and good luck to you. I hope I see you. When, whenever you can fit in your workouts, they're scheduled from the very beginning, which I help, which I believe helps in accountability right. because the average woman, when she comes in, hasn't been working out for years or decades. And, and I can't just say, you know, sign up at before midnight the day before and get your bike or get your spot in class because life is just going to interfere with that. So with six or fewer spots, we find times that we have available and times that are convenient for her. And then I schedule twice a year from July to Christmas and then Christmas to June. So if I have a woman coming in Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m., her spots are totally secured. That's her space and it will never be given away. I see. Okay. Yeah. And so without assuming anything, it seems like artificially almost limiting the cap of how many people we can serve because we want to keep it smaller and intimate. Is that right? Yeah, I do. I don't have visions of having a 500 person gym. Um, right. I, I do want to keep it small because it's important to me to know the people that are here okay. and we can't help them if they're, if they're just a number. Absolutely. So we, agree more. I have, um, trainer trainings every week. So I sit down with my trainers every week and I pay them to come and I train them to be better trainers. And part of what we talk about is our clients and where they are and are they progressing and what do they need? So it's still very much individualized. And then if I get to a point where all my classes are full and we can't take any more people, then I just add classes and I have mm -hmm. the ability sure. 
with two rooms, I can close them both off and we can run classes simultaneously. Ah, okay. So we do have some off. levers to pull to, to grow oh, yeah. that capacity. But mm -hmm. Maureen, I think it's it's not necessarily the most exciting thing to talk about, but obviously you being in California, I'm sure that COVID is a conversation that we need to have. How yeah. do your numbers or your membership numbers now compared to 2019 or so pre-pandemic? We are just just now pretty much where we were before all this happened uh, okay, in so March. So we've recovered. And um, in fact, there were many months during COVID where I was making more with fewer clients. So the blessings that came from COVID for me were um, the origination of our, our higher tier classes. So we have our small group classes and then we created the next level, which is more like bodybuilding because my, my clients, after having been with me for years, were getting quite advanced and I couldn't challenge them enough with these whole body routines, let's just say, <laughs> and they were ready for more. So I had a handful of clients that wanted to do like bodybuilding training and they had seen me compete or seen my pictures and seen one of my trainers who competed as well. And they wanted that training and nutrition experience without having to step on stage. So we created team training and um, this was invite only and was pretty much double the cost of regular training and um, then created that with, you know, not, not having to add any more people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes up a lot of ground for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially with such restrictions that, that you guys had. Now, you mentioned that, that we made it basically back to where we were. Earlier, you said you filled out the first location entirely through word of mouth. Have you mm -hmm. since added on any other sort of marketing strategies to attract the type of lead you're looking for? Um, you know, like a lot of gym owners, I'm sure I've tried just about everything for marketing. And again, it's not my strong suit because that's not what I went to school for. That's not what I love. But I am, you know, I'm constantly learning and growing in that regard and like I said, I, I've tried everything. I've hired companies. I've done Facebook advertising, Google advertising, and um, referral marketing as well. And so we are steadily growing. Um, I would love it to be a little bit faster, but at the same point, I think getting me out of the small groups was first and foremost so that I could focus on growing the business a little bit more as well. Uh, I, I, far um, often, I hear from gym owners that I speak with, whether they recognize it or not, that the true bottleneck in the business, we can put any kind of label on it. We don't have enough leads. We're not converting high enough. We're not retaining whatever it is, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Far more often than not, the owner is the bottleneck because they want to have their hands 100%. on everything. hundred yeah. percent. And so that's, it can be an ego challenge. It can be a, a tough step to take, but to your point, now that you are somewhat removed and able to shift your focus a little bit, it sounds like you guys might be on sort of the precipice of that growth accelerating a little bit with more time available to you. What else do you think you're going to focus on in, in terms of marketing, in terms of sales? How are we going to move the needle on this? Um, yeah, I think that it de definitely frees up my energy and brain power to spend on marketing. Cause of course, as many owners know, when we're exhausted and there's, so many little fires to put out and so many hats to wear. It's really easy to put that stuff off. As long as you're doing well, um, then a lot of people can just like, oh, you know, I'll work on that next week. But now that um, 
I have more freedom, more time freedom, and I have two support staff that are also helping me with marketing. So I also kind of built in some accountability on that front. Um, It's definitely getting better and we're getting more traction. And truly, you know, the longer you're in business and the more transformations you have, it's just, you know, putting on some of our before and after photos on Facebook. And I, and we have so many, I, it's unbelievable how many I have. And that alone is giving us a ton of traction. Absolutely. Okay. And so take us to the next step because obviously everybody that I talk to is open to and and wants more leads, but leads don't necessarily translate to dollars. Sales translate to dollars. And so if I'm a woman and I'm interested in working with you guys, walk me through kind of the process between me reaching out and me eventually signing up. What happens? Yeah. um, So I have a pretty high closing rate, about 85%. So that shows me that our leads are pretty qualified when they come in. So generally they'll find us in one of three ways, Google, Facebook, or they'll walk by the lake and see us. Um, And then what they do, the next process is go into our website and signing up for a free session with me. So fairly low barrier. And on the website, they get a lot of information about us. All I need is a name and an email and phone number for a free session. Then when they come in on the free session, it's just about an hour one-on-one with me. And that's really where I kind of say to them, this is how you decide if you're a good fit for us and we're a good fit for you. Hmm. So yeah, pretty high closing rate because if they've gone to the website and they've put their email and their phone number down for a free session and agreed to give me an hour of their time, usually if they have, they often have a good experience here on their first day, they usually almost all sign up. Yeah. And and so 85 plus percent closing rate. What about just getting those people to show up. Do you track that percentage as well? Um, I don't have to. I, I don't, I think it's a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they don't Fantastic. sign up and not come. And like I said, I've, I've done a, a system before with a company that, you know, got me 10, 20, 30 leads a day and wanted me to call them three times and get them in within 48 hours. And you know what, that was a lot of people that didn't return my calls and didn't show up. And that kind of marketing just, it just didn't work for us. Yeah. So this, this seems to be working pretty well. I think any sort of marketing conversation that you have, that I have, that the industry has, first and foremost, needs to identify who we're marketing to, mm-hmm. right? If your clientele isn't the needs to be called three times just to come to a studio, that's fine. We need to change our marketing strategy a little bit to suit that. You know what I mean? Right, right. We need to, we need to hit those people in a way that resonates with them. And so we're closing. This is working. You mentioned retention being a highlight of this. And I think that that's truly where businesses in our industry separate themselves. What goes into retention for you? What do you think is is the biggest factor or factors driving a high retention rate? The number one thing I, I say to new people when they come in, I brag about that. I tell them how we're different, but I tell them the reasons that women stay with us so long for years is because they love their results and they don't get hurt. Those are the two most important things for women, especially over the age of 40. They don't want to get hurt. And so um, a lot of our approach is teaching them form, requiring them to do it the right way. And therefore that's how they get great results, safe in that environment, because a lot of lifting weights they don't want to go in the free weight section of the of the gym they're intimidated they don't know what to do so i think right right away we make them feel safe and cared for 
And then I think on the business end, there's a lot of things we, we do that help us set, that set us up for success, like scheduling them six months ahead. It, it helps them know that they have appointments, right? Yeah. Um, that the nutrition and framing aspect, the expectation that you think that they're going to be there six months correct. from now. Correct. Yes. And I say, you know, in the beginning, they may not be ready for that, but I say, you know, don't worry if this, if I, if I have to cancel these, that's fine, but do know that you have your spot. You don't have to worry about it. And then other things, we don't cancel classes. I don't have trainers who show up late. They get, I, I try to teach my trainers to do it the same like me as possible, of course, bringing in their own expertise and their personalities. Sure. But if you go to Starbucks and you want a vanilla latte on a Tuesday and you go in on Thursday and you ask for vanilla latte and you get something different, you, it's not going to breed loyalty. So they come to expect a certain quality and level here. And I, I believe we're delivering it. Yeah. And you seem like a, a lead from the front sort of leader as it is. Yeah. Now, Maureen, I, I mean, our whole conversation has sort of been geared around operating a business like this, growing a business like this. You mentioned wanting it to grow a little bit faster than it is, but not in any sort of desperate way, at least. But as you look forward and, and sort of plan out the future and, and your goals for this business, what is, what is sort of the big target, short-term at least? It's easy to articulate short-term. In the next year or two, what are you looking to accomplish with this business? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I'm pretty ambitious in the fact that I always want to grow my business because the more people I can help, then the more, um, the more I'm being true to my purpose because that's what I'm called to do. Right. So growing the business obviously is a goal of mine, but also writing my next book is a goal of mine and talking to larger groups is a goal of mine. And so reaching out to the community is always something I'm striving to do more of and a better job of. And then, um, you know, continuing to transform the women that are, that are in my hands that are in front of us right now. Um, we do photo shoots a couple of times a year and it's been a little bit reserved for our team training people, but opening that up to our entire studio, we just did progress photos for the entire studio last week. And to see the excitement, they're like, oh my gosh, can't wait. And they're like, do I wear a sports bra for this? And these are 65 year old women are, who are shocking themselves at yep. how well they're doing. So, you know, that in itself is, it makes me happy. I don't <laughs> Yeah. I, I love that. And, and so wanting to grow, I, I think, is inevitable for anybody that opens a business. I think it, it makes sense, right? We always are open to a little bit more, a little bit bigger, a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Big picture this thing for me, Maureen. What is what is the long-term game for essential fitness? What is, where do you see this thing 10 years down the line? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know... As, as bad as it sounds, I, I don't know. It's, it's a great question. I wish I had a clear vision for it. And I know that's probably sacrilegious to a lot of people, but <laughs> it's, always, it's always changing and evolving. But do I see our process potentially changing the entire world's vision of how women can lift weights and do so successfully? Yes. Do I see essential fitness um, being the new Pilates or the new CrossFit? Yes, do I, because I believe in our process that much. So I have no doubts about the fact that we're doing things the right way.
but um, in a matter of how how I build that in the next 10 years and how that looks to be truly frank, I don't know. I don't we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> I wish I did, but it is, it's always changing. So um, just keep, I'm just gonna keep plugging along and I, yeah. and I think that it will be unveiled to me when the time is right. Yeah, well, Maureen, I think we'll have to invite you back on once that's a little bit more clear and, and we can have a totally new conversation. Am I, a, the only, am I the only one that's ever admitted this? She doesn't no, know. No, 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 no. Like I said, it's it's far easier to articulate a year from now than 10 years from now. But yeah, believe me, you are are far from the only one. Uh, but that's that's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up, Maureen. I, okay. I really appreciate your contribution and, and what you've done. Anybody willing to give an insider look into their business and, and highlight their strengths, but also be a little bit vulnerable and talk about things that they're still working on. Mm -hmm. It's a tremendously valuable conversation. Before we sign out of here, I want to give you the chance to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about the business. Is there, what's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people find you? Yeah, our website is www.youressentialfitness. And that's where you can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Simple and straightforward. Like I said, Maureen, yeah. I've had a blast hosting this conversation. I think it's it's really special to see what you're doing. And, and I'm excited to see what the future of this shapes up to be. And, and we'll be cheering from you, cheering for you from over on our end. So I wish you nothing but the best. And I thank you for your time. Well, thanks so much, Joe. It was great to meet you. Absolutely. Appreciate thank it. you. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Manning Sumner with Legacy out of Miami, Florida. Manning, what is going on? How are you doing today, man? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, man. Hump day it is. Um, I'm fantastic. It's uh, been a great day so far and looks like it's going to get better with our discussion. So I'm looking forward to it. There we go. There we go. Look, we're excited to have you on and we appreciate you being here. But, you know, first, Manning, before we dive in to what you have going on with Legacy, uh, you know, first, why don't we take a step back and give you the opportunity to give us a, a little rundown, right? A little 30 second elevator pitch on how you describe Legacy to people, right? If you were to if you were to have me or someone else come in and be like, hey, you know, what do you guys do here? What, what, what Talking about Legacy, what would that sound like? Yeah, I think if you walked into a Legacy, one of the first things you'll notice as soon as you walk in is the energy of the gym. Um, there's a different kind of energy and it's because I wanted a gym to represent kind of my old college football days where it's more of a, a team environment um, with 
strategic things. Like when you walk into my gym, you're not going to see like a treadmill section of freeway section. You're going to see a true like performance gym when you walk in. And then we, I created something called pit partner interval training. So it's a system where everyone has a partner and they go through stations, 20 stations, 30 seconds in between each station. And it's an hour class. You have an instructor, but you also have a partner. And one thing that I kind of identified a long time ago was that a lot of group exercises were lacking accountability. So with us, there's a lot of accountability because not only do you have a coach, you also have a partner. And every single time you come, the gym is also different. So nothing plugs in in our gym. Everything can be moved around. So there's a lot of diversity, not only with the people that come, but some variety with the, with the actual gym. So we have a lot of diversity, a lot of variety. And then our number one thing is the energy that we have as soon as you walk in the building. And we are a big believer that we want you walking out better than you walked in. And that's something we, we really stand by is that a gym is supposed to be that outlet where you can let all your stresses go, where you can just, you know, it's your, it's your sacred place for you. It's not for, not for anybody else. It's for you. And we want to create, we want to give people that environment so that they can, like I said, walk out better than they walked in. Yeah. I love that. I love the mentality, man. I could just see how much passion you speak with. I, I can see as a leader, you exuberate that off, right? You bring that culture fit, you bring that community. And I'm sure it's a tight knit community, man. That, that's awesome stuff there. And I love that you're, you're, you're kind of using your, your, your previous college days as, as uh, an ideology for what you want it to look like, you know? And I think if nobody has experienced that, cause I don't think a lot of people could say, Oh, they've been a D one athlete like yourself. It, it, it's no joke. It's no joke. And I think when you can bring that feel, it's like what they're missing or what they could have experienced when they were, so, I love that. I love that. So, and let me ask you this, Manning, um, are all of your clients um, athletes? Are they all work? Or like, I mean, is it, is it more correlated towards football? Is it more correlated? Not at all. Football? Not at all. Yeah. So basically the system, how the system was created was, uh, when I first started, I, that's how I was known. I was known to tra train professional athletes. So I had a lot of high-end clients, professional athlete clients. And that's kind of how I uh, made a name for myself, you know, as you would say. But then what I started recognizing is I started recognizing I was training my lawyers, students, doctors, nurses, what have you, everyday people, the same way I was training my client, uh, my professional athletes. And so when, when things were we're starting to we're, when group exercise was starting to, to really kind of take off and people were coming up with different concepts. I identified like, wait a minute, I have a system that I use that is essentially for professional athletes, but everyone can do it. And so it keeps you safe. Uh, one of the main thing that does, it creates balance within the body. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal for fat loss and strength. It's great for, uh, there's a sense of accomplishment. So it's great from a mental component. We have a lot of like, you know, we'll have girls that come in and they're skinny and they don't necessarily need to lose weight, but what they do want is they want to build strength and they want to build mental strength. And that's something too, that, that our system does. And I'm not sure if I answered your question, but that's uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you totally gave the understanding right, of like who your, your demographic is and it's just, it's everybody, man. Like yeah. I yeah. believe that there's an athlete within us all, you know, like, Agreed. and, and that's why like everything, every one of our facilities has turf. So we have artificial turf everywhere in the gym. And it's because like, when you're, when, you know, if you ever like walked onto a football field that has turf 
And whether you're an athlete or not, there's something about it that like when the, you know, it feels a little bouncy, it has a little grit to it. And, and when you're stretching and running on it, it makes you feel like an athlete. And so that's another reason why we do that. And I think that as soon as you might not, you not, you might not be an athlete when you walk in, but give us three months and you're, you're going to start to create coordination and strength and and endurance and all these things that associate with professional athletes or any athletes. And so then you can walk away feeling like an athlete. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, completely. I, I agree hundred percent. I think it, it goes undermined, right? I think people sometimes think that, Oh, I want to get into shape. Let me just go do some type of uh, some bodybuilding style workouts, right. Or just go get a gym membership, whatever you may say, but you lose that, that coordination, you lose that, athleticism right and i think everybody loves that and i've competed right in npc i've done the bodybuilding shows but there's no feeling like being able to be mobile right to be able to like what if i was getting robbed like i can't run if i'm doing an npc show so it's like i think that's the best thing to be that in between where you're fit but you're athletic right so i, I love that i love how and you're putting it into the every everyday average shows who, who do want to get to there so and, and giving them that passion that you have man that's awesome that's awesome and so let me ask you this manning you know um with having six locations, and I'm not so sure how different it may be for each location, but just kind of curious, you know, what's been the best method to get new people through the door, right? How do you kind of grow that, that the, the leads to come through? Yeah, I think so with every single gym, what's the number one problem? Number one problem is attrition. You know, that's everyone battles with that. You know, your retention, retention rate is your key. So to me, it starts with we're not in the gym business we're in the people business that's where you have to you have to understand that this is not about working out this is about developing relationships it's making sure that people know you care before they know what you can do so that's the yeah. first thing is you have to let everyone that walks through your door know that you really actually care about them getting what they came to get which is like I said, a place that they can relieve stress, a place they can get results, a place where they can have friends and build community. So if you're not setting the standard for that and having an excellence in customer service from that standpoint, then what are you going to do? You're going to lose members, which will hurt your retention. So it's almost not about how you get new members. It's more about how do you keep the members that you have? Because if you can do that, what that does is building retention then increases referrals. Because when you take care of your existing customers, what are they gonna do? They're gonna tell people. You know, it's like go and see a great movie. What's the first thing you do after seeing a great movie? You go tell everybody about it, right? You hear that dope song, what do you do? You go share it with people. So this is the same thing. We want people to be talking about, we want brand ambassadors. We want people wearing our merch and going out there and being, being our marketing for us. And yes, do I do certain marketing tools with Instagram, Facebook, and Google and things like that? Of course we do to support that. But at the end of the day, it's about the community that you're building and making sure that that initial community is helping you build new members. So to get new members, take care of the ones you have. That would be the best, the best advice I can give you. Yeah, no, and I love the analogy, right? It's like, it's the first thing you see a good movie, you tell someone about it. And I, I agree 100%. You're all of your, your referrals, right? All those people who come to the door are, are, are things to your fulfillment. You're good at what you do. So in turn, people will bring other folks, right? And I'm right. sure you probably know this, right? Just from the way you're speaking here, people refer to raise their status. That's genuinely why they do it. So you, you being so good at what you do, they're able to be like, you know what? Let me go tell, tell 
Brian about Manning because he did a good job with me and made a great experience for me. And Brian's going to enjoy it as well. So then Brian will start to think more highly of that. But it's, I think it's just human nature to go ahead and share things that have worked or have been exciting for you. It's just, it's natural. And it'll always be around. But I think that that word of mouth has been prominent from the past. And yes. it will continue to be no matter how how much more innovative uh, social media or, or the digital marketing era gets. I think it's just, it's always going to be one of the largest components in, in the success to to getting clients to the door. So, so awesome stuff there. And so, you know, man, can you kind of give the viewers an expectation, a realistic expectation with the marketing efforts that you've done? Um, and, and we'll probably use one gym as an example. So for one of your gyms, an average example of, of how many leads you get in a, in, a, in, a, in a given month, right? Not converted to clients, but just potential right. prospect, potential clients. How many would you expect in a month to say that is, is the average with your marketing efforts that you're using now? So I would say, you know, pro- prospecting is, is, uh, is a big component of what we do. And, and if you're not going to be successful, if you're not prospecting. And what I mean by that is like going to visit businesses within a one mile radius, you know, getting on the phone, uh, calling people that, that have come into your facility, but maybe have not joined. So I would say uh, off the top of my head, I mean, you're probably looking at like a hundred or so leads a month. And at the end of the day, what is the, the gym is the, the gym is a, is a numbers game, right? I mean, the gym business is a numbers game. It's, it's, you're going to talk to a hundred to sign up 10. And I think it's the consistency of always understanding that a lead is a lead until they say they're not a lead. Right. And so you're going to have, so these things compound. So if I, I might be saying, yes, we get a hundred leads a month, but guess what? If you only convert 10, well, then now 90 is kind of transferring over the next month. So now the next month you actually have 190. You don't just have just a hundred new ones. So it compounds. And with that, you have more opportunities to sign people up. But again, if you're not reaching out to them, if you're not constantly calling and, and reminding people of where you are, what you do, when you do it, then the, you're not going to get uh, much uh, turnover from that. So, uh, I mean, on average, yes, I would say a hundred people. So to answer, to directly answer the question, but yeah. Yeah, no. I, That's I just one that. location, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? I think it compounds with the other, right? And I think, um, you know, if there's people did have other locations as well, right? Depending on how close the the mile radius is, they can potentially go to different locations, right? Whatever it may be. So um, I think that's great. It's a great perspective. I think it, it kind of shows a, a realistic range of, of what people can expect, you know, depending on, on obviously the size of their gym too. But um, I think when, when you can kind of understand that, hey, like at the end of the day, it's it's more than just getting them through the door. It's, it's being consistent as well, right? And nurturing that. I think that's one of the biggest perspectives as well. So, so thank you for all about the follow-up, man. It's the follow-up. It's not the initial game. You got to follow up and you got to be the first to follow up. That's another thing too. You got to remember that if, if there's people out there looking for a gym, looking for a coach, looking for a trainer, looking for a workout, guess what? They're looking at like five, six, seven different possibilities. Right? So you got to be the first to the, you know, when I tell this people all the time, if you receive a lead, whether it be a DM, a text, an email, or a phone call, be the first to respond. Do not sit on that. I, I see a lot of times in our industry where someone will receive an email and they'll be like, oh, I'll get to that later. That's when you drop the drop the ball. You got to be yeah. first to the first to the punch. So 
Yeah. I always say you should look at it as you're doing them a disservice by not responding to them, right? Because you're going to provide them the best potential ability to get to their results. Exactly. Um, and so if you just want them, again, you're in the business to help people, right? And you mentioned that in the beginning, it's about the people, the, the community, the culture, the clients. And if you really want to help people and you're genuine about that, then be the first to respond. Because if not, they're going to go to someone else who might. They're going to go to someone else. That's the key is they're, they're moving on. Like people's, people's attention span and their, and their patients are very small now because of social media. So you better, you know, they, they probably DM like 10 people. So you better be the first. Exactly. Exactly. So awesome stuff there, Manning. And so kind of moving on to this next question here. And I think um, this is a great perspective. And I think because a lot of fitness professionals, right. I mean, like, we track our body fats, our macros, our how much weight is on the bar, whatever it may be. But then sometimes when it comes to something like metrics, we don't track. But how do you go about tracking your metrics? I'm sure with six gyms, you kind of need to, right? So what's been your best method to actually knowing, like, so for example, like lifetime value, churn rate, how long they've been a member for? How do you track those numbers? So I actually have a full-time bookkeeper and and we do, you know, everything from cash flow, balance sheet, profit and loss, and we do it monthly, um, not quarterly. Um, when I first started, I would do it quarterly. And then the busier you get, it's very important, to, like you said, to stay on top of your metrics. So everything is sent to me monthly. And then also we have a lot of features and we use a POS system called Mariana Tech. And there's things also from that standpoint where we can pull reports and, and, uh, and see you know, where we are in terms of, uh, our, uh, metrics and, and results and what we're, uh, projecting and what we need, you know, and it's really good because you can actually see what you're projecting. So then you, let's say you're projecting less than you did the previous month. And I'm a big believer in every month should be out doing the next month. So you can talk to your staff, you can address it. You know, maybe there's some things that, uh, people are not doing that they're supposed to be doing. Um, maybe there's some boxes that are not being checked. So it's all about, I tell people all the time, I'm not, I'm not a CEO, I'm a CRO, which is a chief reminding officer. And that's essentially what I do constantly is, is just you're reminding people of what got them where they are today and what can get them where they want to be. And so those are checking boxes daily. It's not what we do once in a while. It's what we do every single day that compounds, that consistency compounds over time. And that's where you'll see the results. And that's the frustrating thing about prospecting and, and like, is that most people don't see the, 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 the immediate reward, you know, the reward comes later and that's why it's hard because you're not getting that instant gratification. It's a delayed gratification. That hard work you're putting in month to month to month, kind of like working out is you don't see it initially. You're going to see it three months down the road, but if you can stay consistent in that, eventually that, it, it's going to, your fruit, you know, it's going to come to fruition. So. Yeah. yeah. Same way with, are, with weight loss and, and fat yeah. loss. With anything, right. I think people just have grown so impatient over the years because I mean, think about like Amazon, right. You yeah. know, if, if you're, you're not even waiting a day or two to get your package. And if it comes three days later, it's like, Oh, come on, Bezos. It's like, what the heck? It's like, we're exactly. entitled at this point, but people want everything to be the same exactly. No time delay. Why do you think there's been such an increase in, in not to get too, specific like plastic surgery right like i mean 100 no you're right you're right i mean <laughs> you know and also that's why a lot of gyms use gimmicks like you know six weeks to a six pack and 30 days to lose 30 pounds and you know you're setting people up for failure because those are not realistic expectations yeah and i think i think we're in a new era i think we're 
we're heading into a new era of fitness of authenticity and honesty. I really do. I think there's a shift now where yeah, I like these, that. where these like gimmicks and trends and things are are going to be if you're still doing that, you're going to be left out. Now it's about speaking truth to people and letting them know that this is like taking a shower. This is a lifestyle. This is something that you should be doing daily. And what the pandemic did is it opened our eyes that 85% of the deaths were metabolically damaged people. And there, the recent study just came out and said that 7%, 7% of the United States is, is metabolically healthy. Seven. That is wow. horrendous. And yet That's we spend scary. over a trillion dollars a year on health. And yet we're still the fattest you know, country in, in the world. So there's no, something exactly. wrong with that. And the reason yeah. I think is that we're not being authentic to what it really takes. You know, it actually takes a commitment to be healthy. It takes it really a does. choice. It takes discipline. You know, that these are things that have to occur in order for people to get where they want to be from a healthy standpoint. And I think the gym industry should be held accountable and they should stop with the gimmicks and the trends and let's actually help people get healthy. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I, again, I want to just reiterate the, the, the passion you have, man. It, it just goes to show like it's bigger than, than being just a business owner. It's bigger than just being a gym owner. It's bigger than just being a coach. Right. I mean, you're genuinely changing people's lives. You're, you're adding like years to people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Whether they want to get more athletically, athletically inclined or they want to just get five pounds off their stomach, whatever it may be. So I, I love that Manning. I mean, again, you, you're really standing out from, from a lot of other folks that I've seen on here. And I think that's um, just thanks to one, your experience, but number two, just how much you care, man, how much you care. And that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So um, thank you for that Manning, seriously. And, no. and so um, here's going to be a little bit of a longer wooden question, but a good question in itself and a good way to kind of self-reflect. So um, if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know, but it, okay. it, just bear with me here. So um, in the fitness industry, right, and we've been discussing this entire podcast have been the pillars of business, right? And there's about three that we use pretty predominantly, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, getting people through the door, your client acquisition, which is your sales. So converting them from interested to being a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Manning, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Yeah, I think the first one, I mean, I think you can always improve on your marketing efforts. And, I'll, and I, I know originally we talked about retention and I talked about referrals. And that's because this, the foundation of my business was kind of built off of that. And then once you get to a certain point, which we're at that point now, so now that you have six gyms and you're looking to scale and you're looking to open up 20, 30 more, now it's time to like really hone in. And so what I did is I actually hired an actual uh, marketing agency. So out of Canada. And I think that's, that's where a lot of gym owners, we're so used to doing everything ourselves. Like it's like you get into this, type a and like uh, you know i i can do everything and i think once you get to a certain point it's time to allow people that know way more than you uh let them take the the bull by the horns and actually run those kind of things so that's what i've done recently if i've i've separated things out from a standpoint of marketing i'm letting people from a creative standpoint from a marketing standpoint from a i'm, I'm letting people that know way more about that 
handle that. Obviously I'm on top of it. There's a lot more, there's a lot more of this. There's a lot more zoom calls. There's a lot more meetings that are involved, especially when you're uh, coming up with your strategy and and things like that. But I mean, that would be the simplest advice is like stop trying to do it yourself and, and make sure. And, but it's tough though, because there's so many different people that claim they can do all these different things. So take your time. Like for me, I met with 13 different companies before I chose uh, wow. a company. So, you know, take your time, ask the right questions and, and, and make sure that you're, it's, it's a good fit. And uh, yeah. because it, it will, it will make her, you know, marketing will make her break you. It really will. Especially yeah. once you get to this level where you're dealing with multiple locations, you're trying to scale the brand. Um, I would say if I'm talking to someone that just started, when I just started, I'm telling you right now, it's all about, it's a word of mouth and referrals. I would, I would highly suggest if someone's just opening their first gym and they're just getting started and they have one location, do it. You don't need to hire some big marketing firm. You don't need a huge marketing budget. It's more about the old school guerrilla warfare, you know, uh, not guerrilla warfare, but uh, guerrilla marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no guns in that, but um, guerrilla marketing, um, prospecting, word of mouth, and and just the, taking care of the people that come in so that they will refer you. I think in the beginning, I mean, almost, I would say I opened November 2008. I probably didn't spend a dime on marketing for seven years, like not 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 one penny on marketing, and we were growing tremendously. So you can do it if you if you take care of people and. And have a, I mean, customer service has to be, has to be your number one thing. Like if you, if you have, if you, if people don't feel special in your gym, then they're not going to talk about you. So that, that's something that you, you got to like really focus on is, is that again, like I said, you're not really in the workout business. I think too many people in the gym business focus on the workout and focus on the six pack and focus on themselves and how they look and you know, they're cool videos they do and stuff like that. And they forget that we're in the people business, the hospitality business. We're trying to help the person that doesn't look like you, you know, like, you know, that's, that's something that, that I learned is that it's not about what I can do. It's what I can do for someone else. Right. And that if you can, if you can grasp that concept, then you're going to go far in anything you do. It doesn't even have to be the gym. It can be anything restaurant or whatever. So, I mean, I, I've read, several books uh, from restaurants, because I think you can learn a lot from the hospitality industry. So Chick-fil-A, I think does a phenomenal job. Shake Shack does a phenomenal job. Like these are companies that, that they're successful for a reason. You know, they're, they're, they are who they are for a reason. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you can learn from that. And if you apply these, these uh, values and, and have this kind of integrity, when it comes to your business, you're going to, you're going to see growth. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That was a mic drop of an answer, but I thought the last question was one more question for you, but I I could have closed it out right there. Like, boom, that's it, man. But we have one more question for you. And I'm kind of curious to see, and I know you kind of alluded to some of the things already, but um, uh, definitely a good question here as well. So Manning, what's the bigger picture? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? So I created something that we, that is our motto and, you know, and that's no days off is never taking a day off on you. It's a commitment to becoming your best self. And for me, 
It's not about the growth of the business. It's the growth of that motto. And I think if you can find a cause greater than yourself, then you're going to go so much further in life. And so for me, this is more of a cause than a business. This is something that I want everyone to know. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. That today, if you choose to commit to becoming your best self every single day, so every single day you open your eyes, you say, today, I'm committed to getting better. And you do this if you're seven years old or if you're 80 years old, then life is going to be better for you. And so that's what the brand represents. And that's what I would like to see go worldwide. And I think in doing that, then I'll build a billion dollar brand, but it's got to be about the cause. It can't be about numbers and, and, you know, things like that. It has to be about, it has, you have to have a cause. Like you got to have some kind of substance to your business. It can't just be about a workout. It can't just be about weights. It can't just be about muscles. It's got to be, are we giving people tools that they can use in relationships, business, uh, you know, can they use this stuff outside the gym? Can they take it with them and apply it to their life? If they can, then you're on to something. If they can't, then you need to rethink what your, what your uh, business is about. And I think a lot of people do that. And, and I just want to be one of those companies that, that is greater than a product, greater than a service and that we lean into the why we do it, not what we do, but the why we do it. And if everyone in the organization can buy into that, and then not only that, that leadership within your organization can spill over to your members, and then the members are your community, and then they, they spread the movement, then it's, you know, it, it's only a, a matter of time before it's like that pay it forward movement can happen. And you see it popping up in, in different regions and different areas and different states and different cities. And, and for me, that's what it's about. That was a mic drop of an answer. <laughs> that, that was a real way to close that. Manning, if I could throw this thing on the ground right now, I would. But All right. It would break my whole desk here. But, it's awesome. But look, man. Well, look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Manning, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, man. Our brand account is at no days off. And um, you can follow us on Instagram on there. Uh, my personal one is Manning, M-A-N-N-I-N-G, Sumner, S-U-M-N-E-R. Um, our website is legacyfit.com. Our apparel website is shopnodaysoff.com. And we are launching um, our own beverages. So that is something we're doing at the end of the oh, year. Man. And so that's drinkndo.com and that's coming out soon. And that's uh, really, we're really excited about that because that really attaches us to what I just said, you know, because it's, it's going to be still in sparkling water in a can. And to me, everyone drinks water. Um, and so it's not really about the water, but it's about the message of that when you have that can, it's going to speak life to you. It's going to have that, that motto and you're going to know it's going to kind of represent more than water. And just like our gyms represent more than a workout. So again, this is something from the gyms, from the beverages to the apparel. We want overall, we want this no days off movement to go, to go viral. That's awesome, brother. 
You're a smart guy, Manny. I'm going to tell you that straight up. Before, even before we oh, cut man. out here, I mean, you're, you're a real intelligent guy, brother. So it's a great stuff here, man. I know it's because you're a football player, bro. That's what it comes from. So <laughs> it's, but it's in your blood, man. It's in your blood. You're born yeah. with it, brother. So awesome stuff here, man. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I, I genuinely look forward to looking what you can accomplish down the road, man. I'm going to have to take a trip down to Miami, come pay you a visit sure, sometime dude, this yeah. weekend. Um, but look, um, stick around for two seconds if you can, just so I can let yep. you know how you get the podcast, right? I'm going to close it out here. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Randy from Metro Fitness out of Syracuse, New York. Welcome, Randy. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to learn about Metro Fitness, all you guys do over there. But really, before we dive in too deep, tell me, why did you become a gym owner? Why did you open up this gym? Well, I was um, supposed to be a, a gym teacher. You know, I went to school and studied physical education in the 80s. It was a very, very competitive um, job market at the time. Uh, I was working on my master's and doing some substitute teaching, but it really was a difficult um, uh, place to find, you know, find a job. So I also had a background in, in fitness. I was an athlete all the way through college and um, spent a lot of time in the gym and started to look in that direction. So that's how I kind of landed in the fitness industry, kind of, kind of by mistake, but uh, you know, I had the background. So it was a natural progression, I guess, when I couldn't find work as a gym teacher. Yeah, and so now you've been doing this, you said 27 years the gym has been in operation, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I was doing this a little before, you know, I, I started my own company, I was doing some personal training, uh, but uh, yeah, I decided to launch my own business in 1995. Well, congrats to you for making it through all these years, especially the past few years, they've been kind of crazy and wonky. And so you still have a business despite that. So congratulations there. Um, let's dive in, you know, Metro Fitness, give us kind of your elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, what services you have to provide. Obviously all gyms are a little bit different and I want the listener to kind of grasp who you are so they understand the conversation better. Sure. Well, our elevator pitch is that we're really a, a hybrid boutique health club with a foundation in personal training, 
and weight loss solutions. So our foundation, because we started with exclusive personal training services, is still our primary foundation. Um, you asked me earlier, we're, we're you know, one club, we do about 300 sessions a week uh, with seven full-time trainers and a couple part-time trainers. So what we are not is a low price, high volume experience. And we, we have a nice little consultation before we even give a tour because we don't wanna waste anybody's time if you're looking for dumbbells and a bench, then you know we're probably not going to be a, a fit. Uh, but we are a um, more of a executive experience, uh, young professional. Uh, we we do have a Pilates, uh, growing Pilates business, which is still fairly new in our market. But we have a full reformer studio, and we have a uh, we have a large hit studio as well. You know, t- turf uh, studio with you know your traditional sleds and battle ropes and kettlebells and rowers and air bikes. Yeah. So, um, you know, the primary focus of this business really is kind of that personalized training, but you do have some offsets to that with the Pilates, the spin bike, the, the hit uh, type, type stuff. Um, so when you look at the personal training side of your, of your business, um, is most of the revenue coming in through that, I would assume, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So we, we have some different, uh, you know, revenue streams, which I think is important and can help help you weather the storm when, uh, you know, things change. There, there's, there's something in our facility to accommodate everybody's budget and level of accountability they're looking mm-hmm. for. But yes, personal training is our primary revenue uh, piece on our spreadsheet, yes. Yeah, um, I think it's so smart that you're thinking about like additional streams of revenue on top of personal training because a lot of personal training studios is kind of that's their only stream of revenue and that's kind of a broken model, right? Because we always want to optimize and continue to grow, but with personal training, we can only take on so many clients because there's only 24 hours in a day. And I think that's where your small group training really comes in. You know, we have a transition plan for a lot of people that come in and they're not familiar with navigating or they haven't been successful navigating, you know, the gym environment on their own. So we, we can do, you know, um, intro, intro plans, get them some one-on-one attention, and then we can transition them to a more independent plan or, or what we really like to do is get them in our small group training, which is profitable for us you know, lucrative for the trainer, and it's also affordable for the uh, member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, um, I love the idea of small group training because we're really able to pack in more clients in an hour and increase that profit, profitability um, and really optimize our trainer's schedule as well. Um, so, you know, when you look at the, the program right now, how many clients do you guys have in total, would you say? Total membership for us, including all, you know, our pers- our private uh, clients and our independent users, our personal training, because people can join in a variety of um, levels. So all memberships together, we're, we're around 500, 500, 600 members. Is that a place, Randy, where you guys are feeling good, feeling comfortable, or are you at a place where you're looking to continue adding to that um, Family. Yeah. yeah, we're actively uh, marketing with paid uh, social media ads, uh, trying to grow back our small group training uh, community. 
that was hit the hardest with COVID. You know, anybody, you know, our personal training recovered pretty quick. People were more comfortable coming back to do one-on-one, -on -one, a little bit, you know, we social distancing, we could have two, three sessions on the floor and people still felt comfortable. But to get people, 12 to 15 to 20 people into a studio um, was, was a challenge. So we're, we're putting some money into rebuilding and uh, getting our, our small group uh, training numbers back up. Yeah. So you mentioned something there that I think is an interesting discussion for us to have because a lot of gym owners are really afraid of the idea of paid ads. They don't want to spend money to make money um, because, you know, if, if that if they've never done it before, um, they haven't seen success from it. It can be kind of intimidating. Um, so with that, you know, how do you feel like you're seeing success with the paid ads? Well, we, we contract with a company. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I know, you know, uh, the algorithms and, and all of that. So we, we, um, we found the value in contracting with a company that's also industry specific and has worked with us, coaching us, and they help with the automation. So one of the problems that we have as gym owners, if you're a gym owner, you're probably, I'm, I'm on the floor also, you know, I, I, I'm still training clients. I have a medical exercise background and post rehab can so I take a lot of the special needs clients so so I may have hours go by and and you can't miss those um, responses so you've got to have some level of automation um, and you got to have a funnel that feeds them into a system where all of a sudden you've got a consultation booked and that can happen while you're on the floor working with clients so I'll get notifications that I have two consultations or three consultations and then I meet with them then it's up to me to present the program and make the sale. So that's that's what we've done with, and that, that goes through Facebook, Instagram, and Google. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you mentioned there that you, you admitted that you're not an expert at advertising, and most of us aren't, right? We are experts at the fitness side of this business and learning the advertising and stuff, it can be a challenge. There's definitely resources out there. You found a resource to help you with that. How vital has that been in the growth of your business? Well, we, we just started with them. We actually had a local uh, marketing advertising company uh, that we were working with and they were awesome, but they really didn't have, there was, the ROI just wasn't there. They mm -hmm. helped with communications with our current members and they did some drives and campaigns and flyers and ads, but we weren't seeing the ROI for what we were paying. So right. we did some research and found a more, uh, industry specific. I think it's important in our industry to, if you're going to spend advertising dollars, you got to find somebody that really understands, you know, what you're, what we're, what we offer and what our industry is, you know, and, and the value and benefits. So we, we just started this relationship uh, a couple of weeks ago and our ads just went live last week. Uh, we had some no shows. We had some, um, uh, I sold three plans last week. They're starting to come in. So I, I see within a few months, we're going to be, it's going to be a, um, a significant, um, you know, number on our spreadsheet. We're hoping. Yeah, that's great. Um, the more that we can do to get more faces in the door, help more people, obviously the better it is for our business. And so I'm glad we kind of touched on that. 
digital ads piece because in today's day and age, everybody's spending so much time on social media. So why not reach them in the place where they're spending a lot of time? Um, so, you know, when you look at your business right now, Randy, what's something that I guess you'd say is a bottleneck or a challenge for you guys? And what are you doing on doing to kind of work on overcoming that? Well, I think I think that what we're talking about right now is is our biggest um, bottleneck is is having a successful um, stream, having having a consistent stream of leads coming in that are also pre-qualified because we're not looking for everybody. It's important that the ads are targeted. So if we're going to spend money, we want the right prospects in front of us to hear our uh, presentation. So that our problem, you know, at post COVID has been getting that funnel system set up to get a steady stream of pre-qualified leads. And um, that's, that's where we're, that, that's why we made these changes in contracts with this new company. That's, that's really, we, we have a great team. We get great results, great reputation in the community. People know about us. You know, it's the no like, and trust factor. And we've got that. We just need more pre-qualified prospects coming through the door. Mm -hmm. So what type of, I guess, offer or funnel are you running to attract clients um, for, because you said you're looking for a kind of a specific clientele. So what yeah, are you good, running? Good question. For? Good question. We, we ran for several years. Uh, we, we kind of beta tested. Everybody's got, you know, a transformation program. Uh, in our community, we had a, a gym owner that was running uh, a 42-day program that was, we were finding a lot of people were spending a lot of money and going to this uh, place. It was very aggressive. Uh, results, good results. Uh, he was also pushing a lot of supplements, uh, pretty strict diet. So I looked at it and I noticed uh, people were not able to sustain the results they were getting. So we came up with our own 42-day program. And we made it a little um, less intense in terms of the exercise and put a little more emphasis on the behavior and, and the lifestyle change. We still had great weight loss results in six weeks, but we also contracted with a licensed mental health therapist that kind of pulled the, um, the mental piece into the right. exercise and the nutrition strategy, right? Because uh -huh. if you don't change the way you think, um, you're just going to go back to your old habits. Mm -hmm. So that became a game changer for us. So rather than us launch that organically, that's what we pushed into this first campaign is a 42-day transformation opportunity, um, but it's ongoing. Because we have the Turf Studio and the class is always running, we are onboarding all the time and we just put them in and we start their six-week ticker when they start, but they're going to join an existing group, okay? So we have four different ways to onboard them into this they get the nutrition strategy they get the consultation they meet the mental health coach they do their physical evaluation so we check their body stats ongoing analysis and um, comparative analysis and then we just work to earn their trust and get them into an ongoing program so that's what we've launched with now we can create any kind of ad offer we can run a personal training specific program we'll probably run a pilates program but right now we are doing the body transformation. Yeah, and so once they're done the 42 days, the six weeks, 
the goal is to take them from that and ascend them into some other program. Is that? Yeah, the, exactly. Exactly. And when we first, this is why we even have a small group training program. When we launched the 42 day program, I think we did it with four people and we put a lot of pressure on them because we wanted their testimonials. We needed their results in order to grow and scale and market the 42 day program that we were, we had created. And they all did phenomenal. And at the end, they all said, how do we keep training together? Because you get to know each other so well. Right. So that's why we created this small group training program as an overflow opportunity for people coming off of the 42. Okay. So that's kind of how that, so that there's a monthly membership, a premier membership that allows them access to these, uh, these classes that are scheduled throughout the day. So that our goal would be to take these 42s and put them and transition them into a monthly reoccurring. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the idea of the 42-day kind of challenge because that really gives you guys a good chance to make them, or help them build that trust, help the client build that trust in you, have them fall in love with the process. And so then like hopefully by day 42, it's a no-brainer for them to decide to stay and convert. Is your staff kind of trained to... I guess, ascend them into that next program? Because that's like a hard, hard piece, the sale, the, the second sale. Um, yeah. So is your staff trained for that? Yeah, our, our staff, like I said, our, our trainers, all, one of the, we self-imposed, as you know, in the industry, we're a bit of, we're, unre, we're an unregulated, at least in New York State, unregulated industry. I think, I think the average consumer may think there's some licensing or some government uh, oversight, but there isn't. Anybody can call themselves a personal trainer. My trainers all have degrees in kinesiology and exercise science. I, I feel that's important. That's the baseline. Most of them have gone through an internship. We go into the schools and actively try to get interns to come in and mm -hmm. spend time with us. So we have a you know two, three-month interview, really, to know, know them, see if they'll be a good fit. But th yes, train, they, they know who the you know, clients are. And they also... My trainers are incentivized to build their, we call it pack, build your pack, just like a pack of wolves, you know, they grow your pack, they're paid a base, and then they're paid additional for every person over five that comes to their pack. So they get the financial uh, side of the small group training model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea because we want to we want to incentivize our trainers to show up every day we want to motivate them to see it as a career especially like when your trainers have degrees and things like that we really need to do what we can to help them grow in their career and so by creating opportunities like this you're doing that um you know i want to ask you randy if i were to hand you a magic wand and I said, all right, you know, all your dreams and goals for Metro Fitness have come true. What would that picture look like for you? Well, I would have a little more free time to spend with my grandkids and that are now in Florida and some of them and, you know, a little and, and, and also have more automation. Automation and systems really is what's going to make a business owner be able to breathe and relax. And if they want to take a, a long weekend or two weeks off, most of us barely can take a week off, much less two in a row, right? So my goal is to spend a month in Florida and, and have all the automation and systems in place and the right leadership so that I can do that. And yet the gym is still, you know, uh, bringing in prospects and new members and, and retaining 
you know, and, um, you know, the members that we have. So that's yeah. my magic wand. Yeah. So your magic wand is to really sounds like to buy back some time to be able to kind of step away from your business where you've spent a lot of time for the past 27 years. I'm sure this is not a nine to five business. <laughs> um, so looking to buy back some time and you said how you're going to do that is by building systems and procedures so that, you know, you can step away. Are you in the process of doing that now or is it something that you're looking to implement, you know, in the future? Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it's um, rather than going the broker route and, and trying to get the business on legs and, and put it out there to the open market, I, I think, you know, my strategy is to, uh, is to work internally. Um, you know, I've got some good candidates as trainers that have seen the success of the, of the facility. You know, I've, that's the other thing. It, a lot of gyms, the industry of personal training is a bit transient. Here, when we enter, we get a kid, we want them on the team. This is a career. They get PTO. They got vacation. They got all the benefits, and we treat them. This is this can be a career. I've got a trainer that's been with me 17 of my 27 years, and I've got a young man interested, and in, uh, I'm going to send him to a business management uh, class in the fall. So we're gonna we're gonna help him with the skills that he's lacking. Right. So he's a great trainer, like we mo most of us are, but, you know, uh, navigating uh, and understanding QuickBooks and and sales strategies and spreadsheets. And we use MindBody, you know, so le learning how to run reports and read them and understand them uh, is, is an important um, part of getting the right person in charge to either become a successor or, or a, yeah. a manager. For sure. So with the, the gentleman you're looking at potentially, you know, taking over things, um, you're putting him through a business management course. Um, what are you hoping that he takes away from, from, from that? Well, uh, number one, um, leadership. Um, there's a great book I read a long time ago. Maybe some of your listeners have read it. It's by Simon Sinek. And it's called Leaders Eat Last. And if you're in a position of leadership, which you know he will be working his way into, then you need to earn the respect of you know your staff, your team. Um, so he um, hopefully will come away with a better understanding of the different personalities that um, that work here, and have some strategies to having conversations with different personalities, and. Um, you know, learning how to listen <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and then absorb and, and help strategize with uh, troubleshooting and problems that every day there's something somebody's struggling with. We got to, so, so he'll learn that side of it and as well as the, you know, the financial parts of being a manager or a future business owner. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally here, I went to school for hospitality, which is just basically a fancy business degree. Um, and so I took all the business management classes. I took all the hospitality classes, all the leadership classes. And the number one thing for me that was the most beneficial is the leadership piece. The business stuff, I could beg to differ that like that doesn't even apply in this fitness industry. It's totally its own animal here. And so everything that I've learned kind of internally, whether it be from other people in the industry um, or like learning it on the job business wise, that's been beneficial. But school school wise, the only thing that really applies for me is the leadership stuff.
stuff that I learned at school for leadership really put me in a position where I can lead an awesome team. And hopefully, you know, your gentleman is able to really pull that away as well. Um, finally, want to ask you, Randy, do you, what's the social media page for the gym? Where can our listeners kind of go to check out all you have to offer online? Uh, Facebook is uh, Get Metro Fit. Um, you can find us. I have to, I could actually go there. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think it's, it's just Get Metro Fit. Awesome. Perfect. I'm excited to check it out and really get a feel, I guess, a deeper feel for what you have to offer. Um, Randy, thank you for being here today, for sharing your insight. Listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.